Before we begin, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the class. I've personally taken a few of these classes, and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion, but wanting more. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. I'll see you there. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Hey, everybody, and thank you for joining me. This is Richard Listens, and this is the Richard Listens Show. I'm clinical psychologist, Dr. Richard Olberger. I'm grateful for all the wonderful contributions and guests we've been having lately. Thank you again to all my subscribers, for all of you who've been signing up for email lists, signing up on our Patreon.com page to support the show, Patreon.com slash Richard Listens, Instagram at Richard Listens. Please tweet at me. Instagram, Facebook, sign up, subscribe, and listen. Please take the time, send this to two friends that you think might like the show. Today, we will be joined by a pioneer in the field of weightlifting and fitness nutrition. Dr. John Jakish is our guest today, and he is founder of the X3 Bar, which I've been trying myself this last month and been having a great time getting efficient results in short periods of time. He is also the author of Weightlifting is a Waste of Time, and so he will boggle your brain in terms of what works, what he's found, and why he was moved to come up and create this product that brings elasticity and bands into your home for the best optimal results. Dr. John Jakish is the inventor of an effective bone density building medical device, which has reversed osteoporosis for thousands, and he's created more powerful fracture resistant. He's partnered with Tony Robbins for OsteoStrong. In the process of his medical research, he's also quantified the variance between power capacities from weak to strong ranges in weightlift, which brought him to his second invention, X3. So first he had OsteoStrong and then X3. The research that he is presenting claims to indicate that his product builds muscle much faster than conventional lifting and does so in less training time and with lower risk of injury. Dr. Jakish is a research professor at Rushmore University. He speaks at scientific conferences all over the world and he's been featured on many of the top health podcasts. He's an editor of multiple medical journals, and he's a nominee of the National Medal of Science. Thank you all for tuning in and supporting us and being with us today. I'm excited to bring to you Dr. John Jakich. He's going to tell us today a little bit about how he's come to write his book, Weightlifting is a Waste of Time, and the X3 system, which I've been trying out the last two weeks. I won't show off my biceps but I'm feeling pretty good. Welcome to the good. show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. So we, we caught you in this uh, headquarters right there? 
Yeah, this is it's our logo. Where are you guys based out of? California. Right on. Yeah. You know, certainly, you know, a product was introduced, you know, we get to a certain age, we want to avoid getting injured, we want to learn how to be healthier as right. well as stronger. What prompted you to come to this place of creating a revolution and writing this book? What prompted me mostly that most people just didn't know what to do with it. So this was a little over 10 years ago. Developed a medical device that reverses osteoporosis faster than any drug that's ever been trialed and there's no side effect. And uh, osteoporosis, for those who don't know, is a bone dysfunction that causes brittle bones. It actually actually ends as many lives as breast cancer. It's a big deal. And I really addressed it to a profound degree with the device, but what the device did was load the musculoskeletal system. So like, this is my humerus bone, putting axial load this way. So to end load on the bone was the way to stimulate the bone to pull in minerals and add in density, but it needed to be at the appropriate level for. And when I realized what the appropriate levels of force were, it was like way beyond what humans ever absorbed during exercise. Like, so for almost all the population, weight training will do nothing. Now, did you come to this through your own lifting? Did you come for your own scientific training? Like, where was the kind of flash bulbs or, or the questions were coming off? These were discoveries that were made years ago. Yeah, as I was putting stuff together, to have a better understanding. I did this whole thing to treat my mother's osteoporosis. I was really doing it for her, but at the same time, wow, you know, this works. This could be like a, like a world-changing technology. And it ended up being that. And so when I was going through this process with OsteoStrong, I should say with the OsteoStrong device, because OsteoStrong is a franchise model, franchise clinics, I'm, I'm the science. So I licensed my patent to OsteoStrong, developed it, licensed it, and then, then I'm still head of the scientific board. And I answered the scientific questions when physicians have questions, especially specific ones having to do with a very specific patient population. I can give them the information they need through the experiments we ran with the device. But I really don't talk about much that's not in published clinical literature. And I'm kind of a pain in the like, if it's not proven, I'm not going to talk about it. I really don't even like to say, like, well, in theory, maybe this is happening or maybe that's happening because I don't want people to fall in love with maybe. Maybes are stupid. Maybes are, are where we got, you know, lies like cardio is good for weight loss. No, it's not. Or you need carbs. No, you don't ever need carbs, ever. And coincidentally, carbs are not macronutrient. I get so much hatred for that statement. Yeah, but it's just—it's just from idiots who like Twinkies and think they're like you know getting bigger. You know, I'm bulking up with my Twinkie. You no, know, yeah, you're bulking up your gut. You know, so like it just just like I, and I went through the whole exercise with nutrition. I'll get to that. So what what ended up happening was my observations I made developing the medical device. I realized that when we emulated high impact for we. Got got to a level of force in the body that is never seen with weight. Like I had deconditioned elderly women putting six, seven, eight hundred pounds to their hip joint. Like not effortless. It was hard, but there wasn't any real risk. Nobody felt any pain. They actually said it was comfortable and invigorate. Just exposing the musculoskeletal system in that one place where you would absorb high impact force. Same is true in the upper extremities, same is true in the spine and in the core. So uh, after making these observations, I thought, wow, like we're capable of so much, yet we use so little because when we lift, we choose what weight we're able to use in the weaker range of motion. So we kind of get comfortable there. 
there or yeah it, it would be like designing an automobile and saying okay uh we need to be able to go five miles an hour so we don't stall so we'll make that the maximum speed also so cars only go five miles an hour like see how stupid that is well if you know you can handle seven times the amount of weight when you're almost at full extension than you can at the bottom well then you're just wasting your time and you're not stimulating anything and probably injuring joints uh, a lot of the uh, injuries are chronic from chronic overloading of joints and then we underload the muscle the weight train i was just like came to the conclusion when we were wrapping up one of the studies that was done and it was done at a hospital in london and so i was sitting with all the physicians who ran the study and the principal investigator and they were talking about it's just unbelievable how much force the human body's capable of and they asked me like what's the comparison to the force that we're using here to the force that is used in typical gym and i had been asking myself that question and so i was like well it's like seven times greater and i said it kind of explains why so many people work out and don't really get anything like you see millions of people who go to the gym you can walk into a gym and you see a bunch of people there and then you go next door to the pizza parlor and people don't really look a lot different like like i put right on the back of the book like who's really fit is it one one hundredth of one percent of people that exercise are actually like impressive so why are we this industry is probably the most failed human endeavor like people are fatter and sicker than ever with the nutrition and ineffective exercise so why do we have to be closed-minded about it? why is weightlifting the way it's not after coming to this conclusion i first thought i'll write a book and not develop a product necessarily about changing the resistance as you move and then i realized so much resistance was required that if i were to recommend people like just do push-ups with like a band around your back by the time you get heavy enough to actually do anything to the body you'll break your wrist or you could probably smart to realize the neural inhibitory process and sense pain and go oh, okay i'm not gonna do this because your wrists are twisting outward which is not a way they're meant to go and uh, same with the ankles put lateral force into an ankle ask anybody who's played in the nfl does the ankle joint like lateral force so i knew i needed to develop something so i was like ah, i'm not gonna write a book i guess i'll develop a product and that's where x3 really came from and then there was such a demand for scientific information mostly because i did not target a fitness pot because as i was told first i went and tried to license the x3 concept to different fitness manufacturers and they're they all said the same thing a scientific message to the fitness community apa reference in text they won't get it it'll be like this is a lie i don't know what any of this means yeah and boy were they right like the first few test market things i did were aimed more at the fitness industry and the lack of ability to understand where do you think that comes from is it just that people believe what they've always been taught or they find one thing that's worked for them and they they want to make it you know for everybody i think people are just profoundly not innovative not creative there's a couple things going on it's very comforting to think you have all the answers like look at people talking about politics online i try you not know? to these days oh right <laughs> i mean on both sides i'm not right. saying what you know what like i i see you feel better when you think you know right. right and and also you get a lot of attention when you pretend like you're an expert and uh, no one really calls you out on the internet if you say something stupid you can just delete your comment later and it's like it never happened so people can go around and be the biggest it's almost like just look, looking at children and how they be. It's like, you know, I'm right and I'm going to punch everybody who says I'm wrong. That's right. Well, we all have a little bit of that in us at times, right? We don't want to be challenged. We don't want to think deeper. We don't want to really get the, the science or proof uh, that would make us really work or question. And the shame of it is being challenged is the only way to get better. You know, when somebody comes up to me and goes, what about this? And they bring up like a reference. I'm not familiar with, I go and read the paper. And then I will explain, usually, 
why they misread the paper or how they misread the paper, or maybe it's an interesting point. Maybe other people would have this question. I'm gonna do a video on this and, and address the possibilities that this could mean. Not everybody who sends me questions is you know, completely wrong, only most people. But, and I think also the biggest issue, for some reason, I, I think if Jordan Peterson mentions frequently that 12% of the world's population population is only smart enough to mop the floor. And then if you compare what he says with one of my favorite studies of all time, it's not even a physical medicine study. Uh, it's Dunning-Kruger in 1996. It shows that highly intelligent and competent people undervalue their competence. So they may be performing close to 100% competency, but they believe they're maybe at 90 or 95 because they have some doubt. They know what they know and they know what they don't know. So they're much more accurate, which is why, you know, these are the people who check references. However, the least competent, the 12% that Jordan Peterson talked about, oh, they yeah. believe that they are always at 100% competency, which is why the military will not take the bottom 12% of intelligence because these are the people who will shoot their fellow soldiers in the back by accident because they'll forget to unload their weapon or drive a Jeep through a crowd of people because they were texting. Like these people are real and they're dangerous, which is why they're only allowed to mop the floor. And I think that is really what we see the most of online kind of behavior. It's those people who post the most on. And which is why, you know, when you when you like spend an hour reading Facebook comments, you're like, God, did I just get dumber? Like this is like the worst <laughs> use of my time. How did you aspire then to take science and to bring it into the fitness realm? It's a great question. It's really more <laughs> of a business question. I decided I had to go around the unintelligent people and target busy professionals. So people who actually care about their time, they're probably smarter because somebody wants them around. You know, the bottom 12%, they're not wanted. You know, they got plenty of time to be online where the smarter people don't. And I know yeah. you've been on some of the other podcasts that focus on biohacking, right? They want yeah. efficiency. They yeah. want results. They want to know how to get their body and mind to op operate in unison. Yeah. How do I perform at a higher degree. level? Right. And they're not interested in things like going to the gym and seeing how hard they can throw the weights against the ground to make a big noise so everybody look, right? Because that's the gym, apparently. Since I developed my x prototype, I kind of forgot what the gym was like. And I walked into a few years later and I was just like, oh, yeah, now I remember. People are just part of a sub culture that is just so shame. It was really invigorated by seeing those people because I realized there's the majority of the people who are busy professionals. The gym culture is not the majority of people. It's a much bigger market, but it's a market with smarter people in it who are actually willing to learn. And so when I give them a couple paragraphs of science, they read it and they go, this makes absolute sense. Like anyone who's done a push-up knows that when your arms are almost extended, it's a very easy movement. When your nose is almost touching the ground, it's a very hard movement, right? So it's like, that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying the obvious. And the product embraces the obvious. And it's the first of its kind. And it'll probably be the only of its kind because I patented the hell out. There's over, I think there's over 600 patents on X3. Like anybody that does anything sort of similar. We shut up. Listeners that haven't read the book yet or haven't gotten to see the X3 yet, although I'm sure they're going to start Googling it while they're listening to the podcast, that the idea being that part of your repetition is at the range where you're in complete fatigue at the end. It's so called diminishing range. Diminishing range. So how do you get people to discover that or go into that range when they normally shy away from it? You know, they're used to lifting and then, then it gets a little tired they, they stop. Well, the device encourages you to take in that range because the weight goes down and doesn't hurt joints. Like when you have no pain, 
and you do an exercise, it's amazing how great you feel and do. And so once that pain is just gone, they immediately start using that range of motion. Now, some of them don't bother to like watch the videos that show them, you know, like they don't take the like minute and 30 seconds to learn what to do. But when they do that, they realize that the movements start out going almost full range. So you don't lock out. And there's a whole set of reasons for that. You want to basically get your body to disregard some of your muscle mass and like it's not. And you can do that with hypoxia. And this is the blood flow restriction bands do the same thing, but your own physiology actually does it better. So there's no reason for blood flow. The problem with regular weight training is you can't do that with regular weight training because once you've reached sort of the stronger range of motion or gotten even near a stronger range of motion, the muscle's really not that activated. It's only activated when the stress is higher. And because you're using a static weight, you know, you have a performance curve. You have a curve what a movement can deliver in a sense of real weight. When you're lifting regular static weights, muscles hardly activated at all when you're... Now, there's some exceptions to that, like quad extensions. But of course, because that movement is so dissimilar to what the lower extremities actually do, you don't really grow. So yeah, you can get a lot of blood to move. It's like trying to get a pan. It's like, okay, you can have a stem if you don't get a tan from two candles, lighting five more is not going to help. So see that, that a lot of fitness solutions are like, it's like, oh, this exercise doesn't do anything. So let's do 10 sets instead of two. Okay. Because that'll be different. So what was some of the science that led you to creating, you know, these fully resistant bands and a different strength that people would to be able to experience diminishing range and different concepts where they'd be able to get more of a workout in less time. Well, interesting, saving time had nothing to do with my objective. Not a thing. It just turns out that you really only need one set. In fact, you know, like how many sets do you do in the sunlight to get a tan? How many sets do you have to do? How many times do you have to run in and out and let your skin rest between your next set to like get your skin to tan. People are like, what the hell are you talking about? Why do you do multiple sets? Because the stimulus is garbage when you lift, because it's weak. That's why you do more than one set. When you actually fatigue the muscle completely, you only have to do one. You just can't do it with weight. It's not possible because of the variance in your output capacity. So when you have the proper, and and you, you said, you asked the right question, which is developing bands that were way more powerful powerful than the standard, you know, Walmart and the standard Walmart exercise band is like anywhere from five to 20 pounds. Maybe there's a 40 pounds, you know, the super heavy is like 40 pounds. Like working out with 40 pounds is like nothing. I mean, for like, yeah, unless you're like decrepit, right? right? So it's like, yeah. So you don't judge variable resistance as a concept based on the application of variable resistance with irrelevant force. You can't do that. I mean, some some people have tried and said, I I could pull on a piece of surgical tubing for 10 hours. It's not going to do anything. And I'm like, did you watch the video? Because like I'm in my chest press, I exceed 540 pounds. That's not a surgical tube. How did you measure that? I have a lot of really sophisticated measurement equipment, which came with my research and development of the osteostrong devices. Experimental with a lot of materials, durometers and different polymers. Like how dense does a polymer have to be to give us the right, the right strength curve or, or closest to the right strength curve? Yeah, just the body is so... So much more powerful than we think. You know, I say my chest press at, at peak force when I'm almost at extension because you don't go to full extension. When I'm almost at extension, I'm at 540 pounds and people are like, well, that's your one rep maximum, right? And I'm like, well, two things. One rep maximums are idiotic. Two, accident waiting to happen. You know, like you never do them. And by the way, pro athletes never do them. There's like a myth out there that like every day, everyone in the NFL is doing a one RM. Yeah, you're paid millions of dollars to catch a ball and run with it. And you're going to risk your joints by doing a one RM? No, you're not. Ever. It's like a combine thing, right? To show your worth. They, but 
they don't do a one RM, it's how many times can you bench a nominal weight, 225, which to a guy in the NFL is like nothing, which is why they're up at like 30, 40 repetition. Might as well be a push-up count. So I think for a while they were doing three, 350 for some of the linemen because it became so ridiculous. That they were going so high up at 225, but I think they got rid of that. I work with 12 different NFL players. I was going to say, how has the success rate been in getting us the professional athletes? And Oh, uh, incredible. You can't pick a, any fitness company that's working with 50 athletes who give their endorsement for free. They don't understand the science and like, well, you know, you could have made all this stuff up and you know, like, they're not trolls. They're actually just skeptical. And, you know, maybe you, you give them a study and they're like, what is this? this is spaghetti on a page? I have no idea. What and I don't blame them because you actually have to be trained to, you know, you did it. When you absorb, you know, research, it's, you can't just hand that to people. I, I meet physicians that can not explain what statistical significance Does that worry you worry well we know psychology that when pharmaceutical come the dsm the diagnostic statistical manual you know who's behind the authorship of those books it's the pharmaceutical companies or people employed so the way we create diagnosis and symptoms i use the spearman road which will take a day to set and another day to set and measure the congruency how similar these two data sets are. Most of the physicians that read it were like, well, I've never heard of this statistical test. I'm like, it's super standard. And they just looked at me like, well, like, where's just a regular p-value? Now, I did have a regular p-value, but I was like, all of a sudden realized, like, they actually don't know what a p-value is. And that's terrible, because that's the one metric they're supposed to really go, okay, like this compared with this sample size. Like, I I gave a lecture. When they're in clinical practice, they're like, p-value, you know, if it's less than five, then that's good. If it's over five, then it's not good. Okay, well, there's a bigger story there. Because like, if you have a p-value lower than five and your sample size was 20 versus a study where your sample size is 2,000 and you have the same p-value, which is the stronger study? Most of them would say the larger sample size. And I'm like, absolutely wrong. The smaller sample size, because you have to have a bigger difference to create significance in the distance between the data. Like if you did, if you pulled that off with 20 people, then your intervention is really powerful. If you did it with, let's go pharmaceutical number, 20,000 people, there could be almost no difference, just a tiny bit. And that would be statistically significant because of the size of the sample, which is why. And for our listeners, you use Spearman Row when it is a different sample sizes? Different samples. And you want to see instead of like an analysis of variance, which is a more standard way to get to get a p-value. You know, because like how, how variable is this data? Is it just scattered all over the place or is it one data set kind of bunched together with their data samples in another versus with a Spearman row? It's like, okay, we have an intervention and then we have another intervention. And how are those similar or are they completely dissimilar? And that, that was what I want to show was was uh, either similarity or dissimilarity between two uh, different data. You know, I was like, they didn't even know what. It seems like everyone these days is trying new workout systems. Some people go to the gym, others may run, but I've recently discovered a great in-home method that is absolutely amazing. I'm taking in-jitsu classes online where I'm being trained and pushed in real time by top MMA fighters straight from the octagon. Injitsu.com provides real-time classes so you can get a top-notch workout from the comfort of your own home. These classes are absolutely going to sell out. So head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class for free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Protecting your child's teeth is important in any sport. That's why Impact Dental Designs has put so much thought into their state-of-the-art mouth guards, protecting athletes in youth sports all the way up to advanced MMA fighters and champions. And the best part is you can customize your own design for your own creative and fun mouth guard. So head over to impactdentaldesigns.com 
slash Richard Listens. And if you purchase now, you get a free customized design and 20% off your order. Have you been able to compare the X3 versus like weightlifting or different types of nutritional practices? Now, what I want to do, like if, if I'm doing it, I want to be like, this is what people found. And this these are the, you know, this is what happened when they took a DEXA scan and then use X3 for six months and use another DEXA scan. So you'd call that like a case report, which is a really low level, almost worth. But you get enough of those and it's like, okay, well, well, you know, maybe there we look at the studies. Well, now the studies I want to point to are studies I had nothing to do with. Those are the most powerful ones because you know, especially if they're like you know, back in like the '90s when I was well, even like two, you know, 2000s. I was in high school. I wasn't like secretly plotting and paying millions of dollars when I was in high school so that I could launch you know a breakthrough exercise device and make a stupid amount of money. Yeah. I wasn't doing it. Probably neither is any high school student. So it's really important to point out, like I've been accused of like, oh, you know, you, you wrote this study and just had somebody else do it. And I'm like, I was like 17 when this study. <laughs> like, really? You sure about that? So that's part of the resistance. Yeah. There are some of my, my studies when it comes to growth hormone secretion, because I wrote a study that like no study of its kind had existed. So I had to. And uh, that was a meta-analysis, by the way. And have you ever written a meta-analysis? I have not. It's like having a girlfriend that texts you every five minutes because she wants to know where you are. We can talk about that in a different session. Yeah, well, I mean, that's your wheelhouse, man. You know exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I've got like a beacon above my head. So you were saying, so did you ever get to compare X3 versus traditional weightlifting? Because X3 is even variable resistance. There's only 16 good studies. Actually, there's 16 studies, period. One of them is a piece of the rest of them were pretty good. They look at, you know, what they they compared between weightlifting and uh, variable. But then there's the, the, the other big factor, which I came to the conclusion of, like, like, I noticed some people were gaining muscle really fast, like myself. And then some other customers were like, this is, you know, they send me videos of them doing the exercise. I can tell they're going to absolute fatigue. They're using the product, right? And they're like, I've been using for six months, I, I only gained like two pounds. And I'm like, well, tell me about your nutrition. They just weren't getting enough protein or enough quality. And so I addressed that also by developing a protein product that was super efficient made out of bacterial fermentation. You know, that was kind of another like watershed moment for the company because as soon as people got their protein intake right, oh, they started growing. So is it like a shake or is it like a kombucha? It's probably more well, it comes in a powder, but when you taste it, it's more like kombucha. Wow. Yeah, it's clear. Like it doesn't, it's not like way where it's like heavy. Yeah, it looks like lemonade. There's a lot of comments I get about the taste. The taste isn't bad. It's unique, a little different. Because you're keeping the sugar out of it. Yeah, we sweetened it with stevia. But I did try this. It's called Fortigen. I did try it without any flavoring in it. And I almost couldn't keep it. Yeah, I mean, like, it, like you take a swallow of it. Like, I mean, it just wants to come out. So humans or all animals, all mammals are supposed to eat rotting stuff. They do in nature, but we kind we quit doing that for I guess sanitation reasons. But there's a lot of nutritional value when something starts to rot. Right at that rotting. moment. But there's value. So so now with Fortigen, we're getting that value. And like so a hundred grams of protein a day are taken care of for me with Fortigen. And then so I only have to have another 150 so that's like a pound and a half of of meat or maybe two pounds of fish like i ate two pounds of uh jambalaya yesterday it was really funny when i ordered it like they're like you there's no way you're gonna eat that they're like you want that to go right you have like a <laughs> dinner party you know like no i'm gonna eat it right here right at the bar <laughs> is that they don't even let you sit at the bar for like coronavirus but they're like you can stay at the bar we want to walk <laughs> is that somehow because you match it up per your body weight how many grams you yeah have? i take it in grams 
gram per pound of body weight. That, that's the strongest research is all right around there. Some a little bit more, some a little bit less. But there's also values of protein. Like whey protein is only 18% usable by the body because of its amino acid ratio. So like I would never consume whey protein. It's just totally inefficient. Also kind of doesn't do that well in your stomach. Ask anybody's girlfriend or wife. <laughs> where the, where I'm the thinking I got to better go check my uh, protein powder after our yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it doesn't do your digestion. So that that was like the second thing, like extra users really jumped ahead. And then when I wrote the blog, Weightlifting is Waste Time, I just needed to put everything in one place. Like it, it was like, no, I get accused of having written a book about X3. Only 32 out of 268 pages are about X3. But the rest of it's about variable resistance. And obviously X3 is the premier variable resistance product but i don't hide that because if you read the bad like all my all my negative comments are about like this this guy he's such a jerk he wrote a book about his product if you look at the back extra is the second word on the back of the book it doesn't really seem like and this is a quote from the miami heat strength coach talking about how superior you know the approach is right it's like if, um, first of all, I got an endorsement, you know, my and heat, and you know, pro teams don't really endorse. So it was like a big, and then yeah, the second absolutely. thing is, yeah, like they're talking about, yeah, uh, Bill Foreman says the X3 concept described in this book is a great addition to our program. Like, I'm not hiding that. That's kind of what the book is about. So you get the book, like you're going to learn a lot about the rash, you know, sort of the super extended version of everything talking with all the detail and references. So what's next for you, Dr. Jayquish, trying to expand other professional leagues and athletes that you're reaching and educating and conferences? I know you've also been been a nominee for the National Medal of Science. Uh, You know, what can we expect from you as we uh, continue through our quarantine reality and beyond? I'm actually publishing another book in a couple of weeks, which was written before this one. It just had a couple other people involved to continue to document some of the science and and, uh, I'm doing some scientific work with a U.S. U.S. University right now. I can't really talk about it because it's going to be some original research. You know, kind of spoils it for them. But like another big science fair pro- project that I'm working on. And then there's there's some other things I'm looking to optimize uh, where we can create some simple interventions to really harness what we can get out of the human body. Like there's there's a lot of a lot of limiting things like weight lifting so limiting that's why it doesn't work for so many people but there's a lot of things that aren't really up are you near side or far side have trouble seeing far so it's near side right yeah so yeah, i really don't need it for this kid you for the podcast our, our interventions are always focused on external correct why don't we strengthen the imo don't people have made this point before the books written about there's no real like good approach that people have embraced. Like I, I know people who go to law school and because they read so much small tag, they're a- exercising the antagonist, but not the other side, not the project. So then their vision it becomes poor. Well, you can actually exercise the eye muscle. So there's just not a good way to do it. So like, am I going to go in that direction with, with a product or a, a therapy protocol or something? Maybe, you know, right now, now, focus is done by the computer or the video camera that captures the video. Our eyes don't move at all. We don't do anything with our eye muscles when we look at a screen. That's a problem. That's like, you know, they say like sitting is the new cancer. I think that's a dumb thing. Cancer is kind of complicated. But there's things you can do to, to strengthen the muscles or get up and move right. those muscles. And if we get in the habit of yeah. not using them. Yeah. So have you ever been walk, like hiking in the woods and you're looking at the trees that you're trying to avoid as you're hiking, but then you're also looking at the view and then you have a splitting headache because your eyes are like up close, far away, up close, far away, up close, far away. It's 
We're not supposed to get a headache from that. We're just not used to it. And that's what our eyes should be doing. Right. So that's just an example of like something that, that I'm kicking around. I mean, ultimately, there might not be a product. It might just be a, a way to treat your vision so that that you can optimize. That's terrific. Yeah, I know. I had a Dr. Levi on who works with uh, gamers. I think he's a mm-hmm. neuromuscular surgeon on a previous podcast. We should mm-hmm. actually connect you guys. But he had like, you know, doing the Queen's Wave and different exercises for gamers on YouTube. He's got like two minute things you can do for each muscle grouping because he's you now the more and more professional gaming teams are coming along you know they're not they're not exercising different body parts so um i would love it i would love something like that i i think almost everybody so yeah especially the more yeah. more technology uh dependent we become right Right, right. Well, Dr. Jacobs, please tell us, you know, in our closing minutes, how people can get a hold of you, how they can reach you, how they can learn more about the X3 and try one out themselves, because uh, I'm sure they've been through it and they're going to be in a, a home-based situation, perhaps for a little bit longer, or who knows how fitness is in flux and your health should not stop just because of the conditions of the world that we're in. In fact, it's right. all the more right. important yeah. that we do things this, to build this whole idea this whole idea of like going to the gym and wearing a mask or whoever wrote that legislation is obviously never exercised because they don't understand breathing i couldn't breathe i tried it once i couldn't oh, breathe you can't yeah that's just so uh such a terrible idea so yeah i think fitness is gonna happen at home now because there's a lot of great options and so um i create a landing page for people to find me because my last name is so it's drj.com. So it's doctor spelled out, the letter j.com. And you can find my Instagram there, Facebook, other links to Superior Nutrition, which is Fortigen and Superior Exercise. Terrific. Yeah, I'd love to get a hold of some of the Fortigen. Is it, is it like a daily shake that you combine like meal supplements? Or? Yeah. yeah, it's like a meal replacement. Very light on calories, though. Like I said, this is clear. It's four calories. So. Yeah. I mean, it won't even break a fat. Even better. And yeah. are you a, a personal fan of uh, intermittent fasting? Is that part of it or is that just... Yeah, I put a little bit about that in the book. It's... I don't know why it's a controversial subject because the the data we have thus far is very powerful. And anyone who tries it loses weight. I won't say easily because it does take discipline, but like I'm doing a 72-hour fast a week. I'm actually in the midst of it right now. Am I hungry? Sure. But it's not like if I don't eat a pizza, I'm going to kill somebody because I'm also (laughs) ketogenic. So I don't don't have that hunger rage that people are carbohydrates. 72 hours per week? 72 hours a week. Wow. So my last meal... Sunday midday and then I go Wednesday midday. That's why you stocked up on jambalaya. <laughs> that was my meal. Yeah, midday Sunday. I'd love to read more about that and our listeners certainly should. I know I did just a 24-hour fast last week and I felt clearer and more alive than I had in a while. I mean, I had to get over the attachment to food and the dependency yeah. on food, but other than that. Also, when we hang out with people, like how many events revolve around eating and drinking alcohol? Like all. All of them it sucks. Like sometimes, like like that's why I do the longer seventy-two hour fast at the beginning of the week because there's less social and political events I go to. You know, the scientific conferences never spill over onto a Monday. That's a know? good point. I, usually start I think on about Wednesday. that a lot, right? Yeah, and so, so you can be strategic about your fitness and your socialization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't worried about going. On conferences lately. I still go to a lot of social stuff. 
But we're all doing that dance as we try and figure out what's safe and still try and stay connected and still create growth in the world is can't stop living, but we're trying to do it in a healthy way. Well, living in fear is not really living. So That's most true. of my friends have actually gotten the virus and, and gotten over it and didn't even know. They just tested positive on the antibody test. And they're like, oh, what do you know? But my friends are fit people. So right. hemoglobin A1C, that's a thing. And if you pay attention to it and have a good score, chances are most viruses will kind of not do anything. Oh, well, you're saying there's a way to boost your immunity to it? Yeah, it's more important than just the immune system. It's just general cellular function. This is why uh, University of North Carolina, like three weeks ago, I was just on ABC 10 in Sacramento talking about this. Um, people who are, this is their term, they said obese people, the, the, the vaccine, it won't work. And of course, everyone was upset because they're the ones that need it the most because of their hemoglobin A1C. Like they, it's their cellular metabolism is dysfunctional. Well, people need to stop being offended by harsh reality because then you're just going to ignore reality. That's a much bigger problem. So why uh, people who are type 2 diabetic or have metabolic syndrome, why are they not going to have or they have a lower likelihood of the, the vaccine working for them? Well, a dysfunctional cell is a dysfunctional cell. Like if you give a weakened form of the virus or vaccine to somebody who who has poor functioning cells, like it still isn't going to fight it at all. So, you know, you just have to fix that problem. And I think we're finally in a situation. I, I see this as a little bit of a benefit. It's really shining the light on the fact that we have to stop making it okay to just be shoveling garbage in and just like, oh, you know, like, like, oh, it's okay. You get a cupcake when you go to the diabetes walk. What the? Like, you know, I'm not making this up. Dependency on sugar and be careful about it. My own family, too. I know my dad grew up poor and bringing home a sweet on the weekend was a way of showing affection, a lot of things. So it's something that I have to be careful with my own family of passing it down. And, and like you said, sporting events, social events yeah. can really become a part of so many things and a lack of knowing how to change these patterns. But that doesn't mean that we need to perpetuate. No. And we need to encourage, like, I, before I go to, like, a social event, then I know there's going to be, like, chips and salsa all over the place. Like, I won't look at it because I'll eat two pounds or three pounds of meat before I show up. So, oh, you got to try the <laughs> And I'm like, I'm good. Like, not hungry. So, you know, that that's how I handle that. But, you know, like, it also, like, oh, you need, you know, have have a drink. Like, so I'll put a lime in a glass of water. And I'm like, I got my drink. Good so, for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's not... It's not complicated to get around, but you have to make some. And I always tell people discipline is more important than motivation. It's really not positive when people will look at the internet and let's say an overweight person will look at a picture of like a pro athlete and be like, I'm going to get there someday. But the problem is there might be 10,000 decisions between the current day and the day you end up being in that kind of condition. So it's always easy to push off something where it's one of 10,000. So instead, you have to say, I've got to get through today without acting like I have the self-control of a child. You got to say that to yourself because, you know, all you got to do is get through one day. Everyone, even even the people with the worst nutritional decision making, the worst impulse control, they've made it through a day where they didn't need anything. You know, just circumstances, traveling, or sick, whatever. Like, they didn't die. So, make it through today. Just today. And then tomorrow, you make another set of decisions. Because the only decision that counts is the one you're making right now. You can't you can't even think about what you're doing. Like so when I do the 72 hour fast, somebody offers me something or you know like I'll I'll go home and hang out with my parents and my mom will have made something that smells incredible like lasagna which I've never touched. You know, it's like, "Oh, yeah, it smells great, mom." 
but no. All you say to yourself is like, and the reason I'm bringing up a 72-hour fast, I can skip one. You know, but if you start focusing on the 72 hours and how long it is, then you'll then you'll fall off the wagon. Right. Right. Don't think about that. Just think about right. making it. Start thinking you're depriving yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. As opposed like to what you're giving okay. to your system. Because in an hour, my parents will be done with dinner. The lasagna will be gone. And, you know, it'll be like, let's watch the news and see how it's trying to con America into believing that it's a terrible place. Well, I love, maybe we will do the next show on, on diet and nutrition, uh, Dr. Cool. Day. So much to share, so much knowledge. I'm going to grab, you motivated me, I'm going to grab my workout now, try and get some of this chest press in, <laughs> try and not let my quarantine be an excuse. That's right. Uh, yeah, perfect. So I appreciate you taking the time. I'm going to keep pouring through this book here it's great getting something that challenges pre-existing belief systems i know for a lot of people that's really hard hearing it but dr john has the science behind it so we shouldn't be afraid of what we don't know on the path to evolution and growth if, if that's what we're looking for if our growth is just to if our idea is just to stay comfortable in our same lane then maybe don't read it i appreciate I it. it the terrible reviews help me even more than the good one the more mad somebody is people look at it and they're like it's supposed to be a good book <laughs> exactly that's yeah, how you know you're creating the change right okay awesome. again dr John Jayquish and his landing page, Dr. J. Dot com. Dot com. That's simple. Beautiful. Spelled out. D-O-C-T-O-R-J.com. Real privilege. Thank you so much for honoring us with your time and energy today. Well, a true gift in the field of weightlifting, nutrition, changing the model, and now the creator of the X3 system, as well as OsteoStrong for working with patients with uh, osteoporosis or osteopenic doctor. John Jayquish. Please check him out on social media or like he said, D-O-C-T-O-R-J and you can look him up and you'll get drj.com. I appreciate you tuning in, all of you, for listening to topics that challenge you, that push you to think and grow and change. And thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. Please, if you can, check out my Patreon page.com, patreon.com slash Richard Listens or Instagram, Richard Listens. Hey, you get the theme. We appreciate all your support and interest. We're now up on iTunes, Spotify. If you're interested in therapy, teletherapy, any kind of consultation, please don't hesitate to reach out to me through my website, richardlistens.com. I'm happy to help and support in any way through any kind of strain, support, or isolation you are going through. We are here to alleviate strain and suffering. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Richard Listens, and I'm out. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Lastly, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the session. I've personally taken a few of these classes and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion and with a drenched shirt. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Take care, everyone.